What's up, guys? It's Mike and Mark from LRMOnline.com, bringing you another exciting podcast episode. Uh, this week, we're going to focus on two major things. Number one, what the hell is wrong with Arrow? After last week's podcast, where I'm on here and defending Stephen Amell and the DC Universe and it's DC TV, I get the biggest letdown in probably Arrow history with what's going on with Prometheus. Um, and you know, basically Mark is settled and agreeing with me on that. And the second big thing is, what is the expectation for Logan this weekend? Um, so the final Wolverine movie starring Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, uh, kind of the big send-off to the Wolverine character. This has been a, a long time waiting. Um, what's the big expectation? Are we expecting this movie to break through and break the records that's, you know, was set by Deadpool or... Are we expecting too much out of it? And will it even beat out X-Men The Last Stand? Um, you know, so that's what Mark and I will be discussing this week. And we'll throw in a little bit of stuff too. Um, a little bit of Power Rangers, a little bit of WWE, talking about the Nintendo Switch. And Mark's continuing search for the NES Classic and how it doesn't work. What did you think of Arrow last night, huh? Oh, my God. you got to be effing kidding me. <laughs> Here's my thing is if they wanted to do that, they should have made Adrian Chase a much larger character this season. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like make him a part either – I don't mean like as a masked person, but make him like a part of Team Arrow somehow or right. something like that. Yes. So then it it does mean a lot more. But like he he'd gone missing for a handful of episodes. And I mean I guess it makes sense cuz Prometheus was gone then too, but like he was gone all these episodes and then came back with the Diggle thing, but was still like a relatively minor character. And then all of a sudden the reveal is that it's him. I was like, "What?" Like so. there was, it was just a, it was such a letdown. Like yeah. there wasn't anything built into it. It's like they tried to do a Malcolm Merlin, and it didn't have as much weight to it. Well, but the thing with Malcolm Merlin was he was there was okay. So when Malcolm Merlin, when they revealed that with him, there was a couple things. He'd been in a bunch of the episodes. He was close to the Queen family. He was Tommy's father. So there, there were like he was invested in all these other ways. You know what I mean? Right. Where, like, <clears throat> Adrian Chase has just been, like, the DA. And, yeah, there was the twist that, like, obviously we assumed he was vigilante. But, like, that that was it. Like, there was nothing else really anywhere. So yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was odd. I feel like they banked more on people thinking that he was vigilante and not Prometheus. But they didn't put him anywhere else. You know what I mean? I mean, that's exactly what it was, is that they didn't, there were, there's so many damn characters on the show now that you can't even fit your, uh, your villain in to have a decent role. Right. It is like the, the big shock and wow, like they should have put Adrian in a lot more in this season, mm -hmm. built him up more as a, more of a confidant to, to, 
yep. to Oliver, know his mm-hmm. secret identity and stuff like that, and then make it seem like a real betrayal. But it's not a betrayal you, at all. It's not. You know, no. You know what? I I was more surprised when uh, Artemis jumped ship than right. when with them with a the reveal of Prometheus. I, I was the same way. Like that. But the the promos ruined that one. Right. Like the one thing that 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 the CW or whoever's in charge of these DC shows are that they're giving away the big storylines in the promos. Like, right. That was a big complaint about the flash this, this week was that it was such a great episode with uh gorilla grod and everything. And then you got that very last clip at the very end where Savitar comes back and then you're thinking, wow, how did he come back? And you're trying to figure it out. And then, and they, then you're seeing they, it's they, like a vision or yeah, visions you, or whatever. You, you blew it in the, in the damn promo. Yeah. Like, don't show the promos. Like, get rid of that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of like promos and, and trailers just giving away so much of like TV shows and movies. It's ridiculous. Well, it, it takes away any of the anticipation. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. It was like the black. It was like the black, uh, um, black siren thing. Because when Rain and I were here, I like turned around as Laurel, and I, was, and I remember watching. I was like, "Whoa!" Like I literally said that out loud. Right. Because I wasn't expecting it. And she was like, I thought she was dead. I was like, I did too. And I'm right. like going through my mind. Immediately after that, shows the promo of Black Siren. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so there went any sort of uh, any sort of appeal, really. Right. You know? I mean, it, it just takes away a lot, you know, uh, <clears throat> yeah. so, a lot of the I mean, fun I out st- of the show. I still think there's someone bigger behind all of this. But... Yeah, it, that just. I but don't know. okay, then, so let's say there is. You're right. only you're you're down to your final like five episodes, right? You're, right? you're less. You're five or less episodes away. If you were to bring somebody in now, that would mean you would have to introduce that character, give a backstory line to it, and do all that. Unless you went with a, a Malcolm Merlin or a Raz Al Ghul, um, that's the only way I can see it. Or Slade Wilson or Slade, right? Yeah, something like that. I, it, it. You can't. I, I feel like it. I feel like it still might be Slade and that like Artemis is still is Rose, but I, still though, I, but then at the same time, then it, you, you gotta think there's gotta be a connection to Russia. Right. Like why have like, the Russian back, like whole story? Because line? he did that whole like flip Prometheus did remember. And Oliver remembered it from Russia. So there's got to be a connection there. So, like, are we going to go through this whole thing and find out, like, it's Kovar, which I think would still be a complete letdown. Yeah, you know, you know I mean? anything that's, like, tied back to the Russian storyline is com- – that would be that, – that would just keep adding to the letdown. Um, right. But, like, what else are they going to do? Because what the, the flashbacks have been awful recently. Yeah, even they've admitted that. Like, I thought they were, they were going to pick up a little bit more with uh, Talia Agul. Yeah. But that kind of just went away, you know. And they keep going back to this damn, like, Bratva shit. And I- I'm just done with it. Like, it was great. I don't know when, which side is which. Like, I, I'm done like, with it. Like, like it, with the Russians in there, I don't. I honestly don't know which side is which. It seems like I know, it's a, I know Anatoly, that's it. it. It seems like the Bratva is literally a Boy Scouts club that's, like, they don't know who the leader is. And that's it. Right. And I have no, like, I'm, like, I, there was a little bit of me that enjoyed it, especially when, um, what's his name was in it, uh, the guy who played, like, who was in Rocky Four. um. 
Oh yeah, Drago. Drago, Drago. yeah. The, uh, yeah um, or what's his name? Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. All right, so when Dolph Lundgren was in there, and it made it seem like yeah, but like where's he been? He's gone. He they like that. That was it. They knew like so. The whole thing was is that the the Brafa was supposed to take his, his character down, but they ended up finding out that Dolph Lundgren was actually a double agent and helping the Brafa out, and so they were like, oh well, let him be. Let like it like oh it's, so so that's what happened. Yeah, I had, they see, like so here. So I don't even know. I'll be honest. I don't even know what's going on with that now because they were going after Kovar, right? Yeah. That, yeah. They then, go, yeah. So I thought Dolph Lundgren was Kovar. No, Kovar is the other guy, the one that keeps trying to kill Anatoly. Oh, that guy. That guy's yeah. Kovar. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I, who knows? Maybe I've been watching the wrong show. Uh, I really, I cannot figure this whole shit out. Like, I cannot. Well, but see, that's why I was confused because I thought Kovar was what's his name, Dolph Lundgren, and then maybe everybody's named Kovar. Maybe that's what they do in Russia. Dude, I don't even know. But the, I mean, that makes sense because where the heck has he been? But uh, dude, okay, yeah, none of that makes any sense to me. I don't even know. So you're missing Dolph Lundgren. You're missing Artemis. You're from, missing Green Arrow. Yeah, exactly. Like there was not even a moment of no. Green Arrow in this nope. episode. Nope. Like they, there was a like that was funny how part in the flashback that was it. It was funny how you said it. Uh, that this should uh, it should no longer be called Arrow. It should be Mary Queen. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seriously, yeah, it's become like a political it's... show. I'm just I didn't sign up for that. Like, right. I, like yeah. I didn't get invested into the show so that the fifth season was a impeachment trial of trying to be like a Donald J Trump you know episode or something like episode Absolute, of the West Wing. Like, I think my thing is if they want like. First of all, they should have done a couple of things. Really, the, they should have had Vigilante in there much earlier because Vigilante is pretty much the hood from season one, if you think about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, like, that's interesting. Like, make something out of that, you know? And now that, like... Well, is the hood, or is the Vigilante dead now? Did Prometheus or whatever kill him when he threw him off the... I don't think so. You didn't see uh, you didn't see the body oh okay i really hope not i really hope not because i thought that was like but then who who is that you know what i mean right who, who who's in that so i dude, i don't know it like it, it just boggles my mind this show it, it really does i like any you know we we've like defended it and defended it and defended it. it's gonna get better it's gonna get better everything's gonna it all is gonna come back to this season five at the very end it's all they, they promise that everything will will make sense and now i am more confused than ever the like, only thing that would work for me is if chase is not the actual prometheus let's hope not let's like because I swear. The, the only reason why i'm like somewhat holding on to that is because when Vigilante and Chase were fighting each other, and Chase or and Prometheus said like Oliver Queen is mine or whatever, right? They they didn't have the like the distorted voice. It was just Ch- it like it was Chase's voice, like you know how before they did like the distortion kind of like um yeah kind of what like uh, Oliver does when he's the yeah arrow and stuff like that. That was the first time I've heard it without that. And I don't know if that is, was intentional. But then where, where did Chase learn how to fight then? Because he took out the damn vigilante with ease. Yeah, he did. Well, that's true. I mean, not even yeah. Oliver took out the vigilante. Could take out the vigilante. And this guy just yeah. shows up, and the district attorney can shoot. Man, district attorney needs to be the, the guy who cleans up the city. 
Right. Well, so here's what. So here's my thing is Talia obviously knows who he is. Right. So I feel like there's going to be. Right. So yeah. So I feel like there's going to be some sort of connection there between the league or something. I guess the league is a pretty easy club to get into, right? Hey, like look, anybody. I, I've got my membership right? in. in no, under seriously, a... like I feel like anybody can get in there. But then, so my the thing that frustrates me, and I wrote this yesterday, was that. <clears throat> so now they have to give us a backstory for why Chase hates Oliver. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if they would have used. You know, Yao Fei, Shadow, Slade, Tommy, Roy, any of them, the story's already there. We understand why they would want revenge. But this, now they have to, there's got to be this whole background as to how he was created in season one. And I feel like they're going to rush the crap out of that. Like, I feel like they're going to do this. Like, you have to, because you're running out of episodes. Yep. And I feel like they're going to do this janky little flashback where you have like, you know, I don't know, Oliver, or like, I don't know, a building falling on Chase's family or wife. And then that's what, you know, and it's just going to be like, Oh, well, there's that. Yeah. So. I mean, so my, my problem after Last week, defending you know the the honor of DC and everything like that is that looking at this, the freaking writers or and whoever is doing the creative storyline for this show, and it's starting to become this way with Flash too, is mm-hmm. they're they're making it too difficult. Their simple is better. Keep it simple. That's all that they needed the to exi- do. That's the exact same thing that brought down Smallville. Exactly. It got too convoluted, too many characters, too many things in play. You can't address all the things all the time. That's what Mm -hmm. makes Legends so good. It's a simple storyline. It's it's the team versus the Legion of, uh, of Doom. They're trying to get the Spear of Destiny so that... The, they're trying to protect the spear of destiny so that the Legion of Doom doesn't alter history and everything. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing with Flash. They made Flashpoint too confusing, and it was yeah. it was a letdown. They have to go back to being simple. The yep. think about it: the first two seasons of Arrow, Oliver was on the damn island, and then yep. once he got off the island. It got really confusing. Oh, how yeah. the hell did he get off the island? How did he get back on? Why is and he going he, to Russia? Why isn't he, he had, going home? He had such a simple um, mission. Yeah. You know, it was, here's this book. I need to take down these people to avenge my father. Exactly. Like, Just... what? What is, like outside of obviously saving the city, like, what is the goal right now? Like, I don't. I mean, saving the city, sure, but, like, what... I don't know. It's not this, like... It kind of reminds me, like... It was a personal goal in seasons one and two. It was a personal goal. Right. Now it's just, like, this kind of cliche, archetypal idea of what a hero is supposed to do. Well, and then they're, like... After, what, season two, I'm not going to kill anymore. And then all of a sudden, season five, well, you know, I'll kill if it's for the right cause. You know, right. it's, it's, and it, then, yeah, and then, you know, he says not to kill. And obviously, Wild Dog is shooting people up. And then yeah, it becomes the not, Wild West. Everybody's got guns like, and shooting what each other. Is happening. Right. 
Like, I mean, it made sense because in one of the earlier seasons, like, Diggle, what did he, he, like, used a certain type of bullet. Like, they even talked about it. Like, it, you know, and now, yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's all over the place. And I feel like they're just, once again, trying to throw screen time. And I'm sorry, I'm sick of characters, like, leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back. Like, what's it going to be? Because you had Ragman, Lance, and Thea, who have all been there and then left come back and then left again yeah seriously like, i agree with you on is, that what is going on like choose one you know what i mean it is it's becoming like so and think about this what the hell is up with felicity storyline like that is in its own self like now she's going to become a cyber stalker or cyber terrorist right and instead yeah. like the one the one character on the show that's always stayed true and kept Oliver clean is now going to the dark side. Like, right. was, was she Anakin Skywalker this entire time? Dude, that, that's the thing, though, is the characters change too drastically too quickly. Like right. Susan Williams, this entire season, she's been after Oliver, after Oliver, after Oliver. Then she's really pissed off at Oliver, and then all of a sudden she gets her job back. She's like, okay, I'm forgiven. good. Yeah. I'm like, I'll keep your secret. Wait, what? And then Dr. Schwartz knows his secret. Like, everybody knows his oh, secret. It's the worst-kept secret in DC it history. Really, it really is. So unless they do the whole thing with Susan, kind of like they did with Isabel Rorschach, remember, in um, season two? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I like, I'm at a point right now where I don't know what way they're going to go with it, but it's not – I don't mean that in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you don't know what way they're going to go, and there's like, yes, there's this anticipation, like, keeping you on your feet. Like, I can't figure out what they're going to do, and well, I don't think it's going to end well. And here's the deal is that, like, there was the the dumb mistake of making the the arrow a vigilante again and being wanted, man. Well, all Oliver has to do is not dress up like the green arrow. That's it. Right. Right. The problem solved. You know, yeah, uh, it's like I felt like I think by them doing that, they're trying to get him back to where he was. I don't. I they literally took a po- or took a page out of the the Dark Knight book. That's it. They're like, yeah. oh, it worked for the Dark Knight, so let's do it. Let's make him, you know, the 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 outlaw. And so Oliver's gonna go into hiding, or a Green Arrow go into hiding for a while, just like Bruce did, and you know, the Dark Knight rises. Well, I mean, most of the, most of the, um, a lot of the storylines are based off of Batman storylines anyways. Exactly. You know what I mean? They don't go to any of the original, like, they could use, let's see, Quiver, the Quiver storyline. Um, they could go into a lot of the- The one I always wanted, I wrote an article a while back, oh my gosh, I forget what the name of the comic was, where they went back and there was- a certain type of they were they were almost tribes from the island. Do you remember that? Yes, I know what you're talking about. It, it was it was from it was before um before <clears throat> they did the the Flashpoint series line and did the whole yes changing but of there the were DC universe. I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and there were like six <clears throat> tribes. There was like the Sword Tribe, the Spear Tribe, the Bow Tribe, like all these tribes, right? Mm-hmm. And like they were trying to get together, and I forget who they were going after. Like each one was you know skilled in that particular weapon and this and that and they like that'd be so easy to do and if you did that the characters who were in there would make sense right without a doubt 
no, it's not. Oh, let's put Wild Dog with Mister Terrific. And it's just like what? What? Like what is what is happening? Well, why not? Why not get like Deadshot back? Or, or I know yeah. he's been, you know, I know he's been dead or whatever. But bring him back. Why? Why do we have to? Once they're gone, be gone type deal. Um, Brick. Brick was a great villain. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, that that was a good one. Um, you know, they tried Vertigo a couple times. Um, right. That was that felt a little bit too much. Like the, they did two incarnations of Vertigo, and the first one was trying to be too much like Heath Ledger's Joker, and then the second one was like a Russian mob guy. But Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but there's so many different... Like, like uh, kind of what I said in my review of The Flash was like... The, Having Gorilla Grodd on there proves that you don't have to do the speedster thing over and over and over again. You know, you right, can absolutely you can go to the the true like boomerang. You know, bring him back into the mix and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, they used him once, and then he was on the island, wasn't he? Yeah, by himself now because Slade's what gone. Oh, that's or, right. Like yeah, like I mean something like that. I mean he. That was extremely well done. Could you imagine if you did a King Shark series, you know, three or four episodes on The Flash? You know, I mean, this that, is that so was kind of funny. Did you get that when the on The Flash when they said, um, I'd pay for a battle between those two? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was. No, I, but I think that was like that could lead into something. Could you imagine like Rod and King Shark teaming up together on The Flash? That'd be awesome. You know what? I mean, you know, but. What is it? Um, onomatopoeia. You could put, you know. Oh yeah, onomatopoeia would be a good one. Yeah, I mean, there's so many that you could go into. Um, I'm just, I mean, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but you know, or you know what? The the one that I thought they misused a lot was China White. You know, because uh, they try yeah. to use her in the flashbacks, and they they kind of used her in season one and stuff, and with the triad and everything, but they never really, really got into it where it was really Oliver versus China White. Um, you know, I think that no, would be. No, and then they tried to do use her for like the got well, not Gotham City Sirens, but yeah. kind of, kind of, yeah, um, their version of it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the there's just. I don't know. They, they try to stretch it too much. I think that's what the problem with this season was, was that they try to build it up. They Well, they, they built it up to be this big ordeal. Like, it's going to be, you know, it's going to tie everything in. You wait for it, wait for it. And right now, with only, what, four or five episodes left, we're, we're basically, I'm, I'm confused as ever. And it's going to take a lot to bring me back in and be like, oh, yeah, it was worth it. You right. Know? And so, like, I, I just don't see, you know... I know it's it's signed on for season six, and you did that article saying that if it wants to last longer than six seasons, then, you know they're gonna have to make some changes to it. But honestly, the the one change just needs to be go back and keep it simple. You know, make it as simple as possible. You know, and the Merlin Malcolm Merlin storyline was great. <coughs> um, so, you know, Slade was the best one, and that was just a just a generic revenge storyline. You know. Yep. You. You were responsible for the death of the woman I loved. I'm going to kill you and your family. And that was it. It was perfect. Yeah. And 
now that like I don't know and see that's the thing is the way they did the storytelling then too so like Slade you all you knew through the flashbacks why Slade was pissed yep so it made sense for him to come back if they were smart either if Adrian Chase was going to be that they would have had him in these flashbacks or something towards you know I feel like it's going to be something stupid like Kovar is um like Chase's dad or something like that oh my you know God. what I mean if that's the case I swear I, I may not watch the show again if they do that but like I hope not because they said that the creation of him was supposed to come from season one though right right it's everything that we were told uh, from the earliest of early promos going all the way back to San Diego comic-con was that the season five would link back to season one and it was going to be something that Oliver created when he was the vigilante right and so it's taken so long and so it like you said if they were going to go this route with um was his name being Prometheus? Chase. Chase yeah. being Prometheus. They should have introduced it well, like, you know, maybe right at the, the mid-season finale <clears throat> or the mid-season premiere that he was Prometheus and allowed this time to build up why is he so pissed at, at Oliver and give a backstory line to it. Right. But now you got five episodes and now it's just like, oh, it's Chase somehow, some way hates Oliver and made his way into Oliver's life and, and stuff. And what gets me is is that if it was that simple, because here's the thing, is that we were so, like, I was so taken on to the storyline that it was going to be somebody from the island or something like that, yep. putting it all together. If you had not told me a thing and just said, <laughs> here's season five, I would have picked Chase. Because he was the new guy in the group, and he knew exactly what Oliver's doing every single time, and so it makes sense that he's Prometheus. Like it honestly, right. it makes that like it. And so if if I was not told anything in any like no promos, no interviews, nothing, I would say okay, that makes sense. But the sure. fact is, is this show was this season was so hyped up. It's gonna it's gonna all tie back in together. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. Cause... No, I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I'd, if you I just was... said season five was a standalone, had nothing to do with season one, I would have picked Chase, right? I, I mean, I would have picked uh, the district attorney as Prometheus because that's the easiest. It's kind of like when we, you know, when we watched The Flash and stuff and we we figured out that well before any of the promos or anything that um, in season two, um, what's his name was Reverse Flash. Um the fake Jay Garrick, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy in the iron mask was Jay Garrick, just from a different. Right. We all like, we all figured it out because we weren't led on to be something else. It was it was pretty simple. You could see, you could see it coming. So. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But. <sighs> so I mean, it's just. Hey, when does Gotham come back? It doesn't come uh, back to like April or something, does yeah, it? Yeah. Fox is doing something weird. So Fox basically. What are they doing? So Gotham and, Lu and Lucifer, which you know are on the same night together, so that yeah, they came back after their midseason finale yeah. for what three episodes, and yeah. then they take a winter what they call their winter break, um, so that the spring shows have their runs, and so the theory is is that since you're hooked into Gotham and Lucifer, 
you'll be watching those shows during the late spring, early summertime when there's not much competition uh, elsewhere. Yeah, um, that makes sense, I it, guess. But it's it kind a of huge gap. Oh, without a doubt, it's going to be tough to um, to to keep that audience, you know, entertained. So, well, and remember what in the world was going on. <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh, and shocking because Lucifer got added on for a third season. Um, which, oh, did it? Yeah, and not many people thought. Not even, I mean, I like it. Oh. You know, um, yeah. it's a good it's a good adaptation of the comics. But uh, and the the guy who plays Lucifer does a really good job, and some of the supporting characters do as well. But I didn't think it would have that big of a fan base. But um, you know, it, it looks like it's 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 good. In, um, hmm. And then what is it? They got. Raza Ghul coming in now. Yeah, I saw that. So it's be interesting. Yeah, Alexander Sitting uh is casted, which he looks a little bit more like Raza Ghul than um what's his name that played in Arrow. Uh I can't think of his name. Famous actor. So I'm, I'm I know you're talking thing. about, I forget his name though. Yeah. Um gosh, I can't think of it. But I don't know. I mean, it, like that's gonna be a real big gap to yep. to bring everybody too back. much. Yeah, and it's still not. Um, it still hasn't uh been a like a confirmation if if it's gonna get picked up for season four or not. Really? Yeah. So I mean, <coughs> I mean it's it's. It's not the strongest in ratings, but it is. Uh, it's one of the better shows on Fox, and it keeps. Yeah, like, that's true. You know, like if you look at the demographics on it and stuff like that, it it has like a wild f- influx of you know its episodes. Like there'll be some episodes where it has a major drop off, and then it gains right back up, and then another drop off. Like you're, it's the. The way, but it's it's this. You know what it is? It's the same things that we keep talking about. How like if you look at the episodes where there's a major drop off in viewers, it's because the previous episode there was just a lack of good storylines. Right. You know, like the Bruce storyline gets the main focus, and that you know, you and I have basically said that that's hasn't been, you know, what they should focus on. And so then the next episode when there's a a a drop, it you know, it has a good storyline. So then people get back into it. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I gotcha. That makes sense. So, but it's it's, I don't know. It comes back um, sometime in it's like, March. April, it's like late so. March or early April. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Something like that. It's weird. Yeah. So you think that Flash is going to basically take over as the I- well, I mean, probably it has taken over as the yeah, as the main show, but yeah. But I tell you what, it's got to be careful too that it doesn't fall into some of the same issues. You know what I mean? It, which it, I mean, the Gorilla God episode saved it. I thought that was the like a oh hands no, down. Yeah, that's been that has been awesome. Those two, um, those two episodes right there were the best. I think there's some from season one that I'll I'll say that are are hands down the best, but. Out of all of season two, Gorilla Garad, those that two part storyline, it, it takes off of, off of season two, season three, without a doubt. You could, oh yeah, you absolutely. Could, you can make an argument for season one 
there are a couple better ones, like the big reveal of Wells being Reverse Flash or like Wells yeah. actually being Eobard and and stuff. But um, no, the, that storyline I I thought was awesome. I just it was kind of like we said they're they're getting a little character heavy. Yeah, well, like um, it seems like everybody's paired up now. So you have Cisco and HR now, like a bromance. Yeah. Um, Jesse and Wally, Barry and Iris, Julian and Caitlin, Joe and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So everybody is somehow, some way connected. And and then they're even trying to force in the relationship between Cisco and Gypsy. You know. Yeah. Stuff. So that's a lot of different relationships to, going on. to go on because, like, season one, the only relationship that was going on was uh, Caitlin trying to get back with Ronnie, and that right. it came, it, it was short lived, you know, and, and that was kind of a good thing. Um, and then season two, you know, kind of, you know, got Barry and Iris together and stuff, but, um, but that wasn't really a, a, like until the very very end, and by then he he goes and does Flashpoint, and right? So, <clears throat> and that's another thing too is that Flashpoint was supposed to have this long lasting lingering effect, and it seems like it's kind of it's gone away because of the images of the future, which I like you know I don't get. Well, yeah, not only that, but I thought it was supposed to have a lasting effect across all the shows. Right, and it hasn't. All it changed was Diggle's daughter slash son. Yeah, that's it. Yep, I agree. So, well, the question is, is that what would like? Where do you go from there with the Flash? Like you got mm. so, so we have the. Gorilla Grodd's done. You got four or five episodes left with Savitar. We're going to assume, let's assume that everything goes okay. It's a big team up of speedsters, you know, and they defeat Savitar once and for all. Barry and Iris are finally together. No issues there. Let's say, you know, this HR stays because that's always remember like every year Wells is left but then somehow come back. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so let's say HR stays. Nothing happens to Cisco. I'm gonna guess something either happens to Julian or Caitlin. Yeah. One or the other. Like Caitlin's either gonna go 100% Killer Frost or Julian's gonna sacrifice himself to Savitar to save you know Caitlin something like that. Yeah. Um. I think that I think that'll probably happen. I think Julian will sacrifice yeah. himself. Nothing's gonna happen to Joe. Nothing's gonna happen to Wally and Jesse. So what do you do for season four of The Flash? <laughs> I mean, that's a great call because I, I I mean, what do you what do you have at this point? You know, I feel like you've gone through the speedsters. What I think would be <clears throat> good that we really haven't seen is more of a focus on the rogues gallery. Yeah, that'd be that'd be something good. Um, now that would take some 
adjusting whether you're using obviously you know um, Wentworth or some of those who are already kind of booked into other things but actually having I mean I feel like that's what I really remembered a lot of when it came to um, the Flash comics when I watched it was always the uh, like the rogues gallery like them fighting together right you know what I mean so so let's see okay so They've already used Hunter Zalaman. They've already used the Eivord. So there's your two main speedsters. Um, they Cole, Captain Cold. They used Grodd. Um, they've used Boomerang one episode. Mm-hmm. They used Weather Wizard a couple times. They used, if you want to count Mark Hamill's Trickster, they've used Mirror Master. They use Golden Glider. Jeez, you're you're running. F- like, that's the problem with the shows. They ran so fast through some of these. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have a tough time for season season four. Yep. Because whoever they pick is gonna have to be a new. It's gonna have to be a new like a new bad guy. That's gonna take time to introduce. That's. I mean. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, you're right. Like, there's no. I can't think of anyone that would be from the Flash. They, I mean, I forgot. They used Alchemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we talking about we're you know we sit here talking about Arrow and how difficult that like they're making this show to be this is going to be hard for season four like this is going to be something that you're going to have to do something like the rogues you know to yeah i mean you you've you've established every character already you know yeah you're gonna have to do something like the rogues and i don't know how you're gonna make it so that can last an entire season because mm-hmm. and here's the and the storylines have been used up, so you used up Barry saving his mom or the the thought of it season one, okay, going back and saving his mom. Then you used up the the whole reverse Flash storyline, and you know and he's losing his dad. Then you did Flashpoint along with barry losing iris so barry has lost his mom his dad and has witnessed iris being lost <laughs> who the hell are you gonna like dangle in front of barry to, right unless you to, start like, like picking off like team era or team allergies team flash like you're gonna have to like no one holds any weight to barry like that because he's lost his mom lost his dad any you know and then his wife now his fiance. um and he's witnessed the loss of her. So there's no one else that you could put in front of him to like, I'll kill this person. He's going to be like, yeah, you know what? Go for it. I'm done saving. Uh, right. Know. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I feel like they may be across the board painting themselves into a corner. You right. Know? Yeah. 
you know, and they're talking about how the Flash movie is so difficult to, to make and stuff because they can't p- pick the right storyline. Well, the problem now with the Flash TV series is that they've used up the best storylines and they used them up so fast that, right. the, I mean, season four is going to be, you know, pretty difficult to write out. Like, I, like there's no way anybody has a, a long-term future thinking idea for this show saying, okay, here's where we're going to do we're going to use up all of the main villains in the first three seasons. And then seasons four, we're going to just go off and do this unbelievable storyline. You know? Right. This is where the problem with some of these, these writers rooms is that they're not thinking big picture, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're thinking just the now. Yep. Just the now. Uh, let's get this. I mean, you're going to have to go like golden age to find a, you know, a villain, in his rogues gallery that hasn't been used right and that and sometimes once you start getting into that area that that's not what people can relate to as much you know yeah i mean because i mean they've used up every single speedster i think right except black flash right but black is that they they're using black flash on legends of tomorrow so right you can't I mean, unless you want to do the whole, you know, sharing villains on shows, which is fine and stuff like that. You can do that, but... You just got to be able to balance it, right? Right, exactly. Uh, it's going to be a, an interesting, interesting seasons. Like, yep. season six is of, of Arrow and season four of The Flash already looking ahead. Right. What I would do is I would make them intertwined. I would go for, I would go for the home run. I would take the riders from the Flash and the riders from Arrow, and intertwine them together and make it something like Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then, mm. and then the big v- crossover event uses you know Supergirl and the in the Legends. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of because now you have a team of speedsters. A team of archers slash whatever you want to call it, Team Arrow put together. Right. Go big. If you're going to go for this whole like ordeal, go for the home run ball. And, and just put the riders together in for a couple weeks. Riders from Arrow, riders from Flash, and hash out episodes that are interlinked together. And just block it out on, on dates. So when they do all these... Uh, <clears throat> all these major filming days and stuff like that, that they can intertwine them together. Yep. I mean, you're going to have to, you're, they're going to have to start doing that. But then, like you said, if they don't watch it, they start backing themselves into a corner <coughs> and, and that's why you don't get as many seasons as maybe you'd like, you know, cause yeah. you've used up everything so quickly. Or that, just do a complete comic book thing and just go straight and just rewrite the whole origin stories and stuff like that. Do a yeah, rebirth or something like that. Just like, all right, here the, that was one storyline. Let's go with another storyline and you know right. another version of Barry and another version of Oliver. You know, and go back to the way things were. Yep. Or hey, you know what would be awesome though? Now that you have the four shows, you ha- you'll have Black Lightning and stuff like that. But what if, what if, and since it's only 2018 coming up and everything, we're two years away, 
from the the movie is you had Green Lantern involved somehow, some way, in the either yeah. the big crossover event or or just you kinda... know I mean we kind of talked about that a little bit and at least that way get him some sort of hype prior to that you know right <clears throat> yeah because I mean he's basically you know he was te or you know Hal Jordan was teased a lot in season one of the Flash and then uh, Oliver and and uh, Felicity. Um, they go to as a coast city. Um, yeah. To and you know that's where Hal Jordan is and stuff. So, what if that was the the big pitch? Do that. That would be cool. Yeah, that would definitely be cool. Yeah, but let's see. Who knows? <clears throat> All right. Um. Basically, WWE had didn't have anything special going on this week. No. Because um, you got Fastlane coming up on Sunday, yep. so. My prediction is Goldberg wins the belt from Kevin Owens. Um, Jericho will be involved somehow and screw over Kevin Owens because we haven't seen Jericho what in a week and some change since. He oh got... yeah, he's and since he was in the hospital. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. put Kevin Owens on the list. You're yep. on the list. Um, and Goldberg wins the title, and then you have Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for the WrestleMania. Yep. WrestleMania for the title, and Brock Lesnar beats Goldberg and. Walks out that way. Yep, agreed. Has a WCW guy won an event at WrestleMania? Probably not. I don't know. I gotta look back at that. It's... Probably not, and that's that's Vince's doing, obviously. Oh, of course, he wants to prove a point. Yeah, you know, all these years later. Oh yeah, that that was the one thing that kind of irked me when Sting came back and he, uh, him and Triple H fought at a WrestleMania. Like, I get it. Like, it was. WWE versus or WWF versus WCW, but man, come on! It took all those years to get Sting back or like Sting to right. WWE. Come on, get throw them, throw the fans a bone. That would have been great to see. Yeah, you seriously, know. it was cool seeing like the NWO versus the like DX type thing or whatever. But that was right. the only, I just never sell right with me. Um, so, but it's kind of like everything's starting to, to hash out now for WrestleMania. So now it's we're gonna get Goldberg versus. Brock versus for the title. It looks like John Cena and Nikki Bella are going to face Miz and Maris. Miz and Maris, yeah. You know, for like and it's weird tag team match. Like, how do you hit a girl like that? You know, yeah, uh, like somebody so else's weird. girlfriend and somebody else's wife and stuff. It's it's kind of weird. Although we were talking little, about that, it, in, it, it the, sounded a little bit more like the Attitude Area when she was like, "Get your hand off my man, bitch," or whatever. I was oh, like, "Oh, yeah. okay." It was. Like, I tell you what, man, the women are bringing the heat, you know, in the, yeah. the Nikki Bella versus the N- Natalia match, uh, when they brought out the kendo sticks and everything. Oh, yeah. That was, that was going back old school. Even, you know, Tim, who writes for us, uh, and does the WWE reviews and everything, he was saying, like, it's, it's good to see that the women finally get the credit they deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And they're actually in, like, meaningful matches and everything. Um, so, and then, <clears throat> what is it gonna, it's probably gonna be... Bailey versus Charlotte for um, yeah. the Raw Championship. Uh, Naomi's out now, so it'll probably be Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss uh, yep. for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. And then three-way match for the WWE Championship between Randy Orton, um, Bray Wyatt, and Luke Harper. Because there's no way yeah. Randy Orton sits out out. No, so so I'm confused. What? 
I like saw highlights from it, but what in the world happened when um, Randy Orton like burnt down the Wyatt like their their like establishment? Yeah, or their, their, their compound just... in, in, yeah, in the remains yeah, what... of Sister Abigail. Yeah. So why did he do that? Because I thought he, I thought he was like. Um, like I thought he was under Bray Wyatt's <coughs> whatever command. So like, why did, I I had no clue why he did that. Yeah. So basically, like Randy Orton just was playing posse and saying, "I'm not going to fight you" and stuff like that. Um, but then changed and gotcha. now it's, it's now it's a villain versus villain matchup and stuff like that. Okay, I gotcha. And though. <clears throat> AJ Styles beats Luke Harper in the in the the SmackDown match for number one mm-hmm. contendership. the The rumor is is that it's pretty much confirmed is that they're gonna like get that AJ Styles Luke Harper thing going for number one contendership for a while here, and then it's gonna be Luke Harper, Randy Orton, and Bray Wyatt going against each other and stuff. Um, but yeah, so Randy Orton burns down the compound of the Wyatt families. So now I guess he's in the match, you know, like it, yeah. that's what they're supposed to like right. say or whatever. Um, but that was old school though. Going back and burning somebody's house down with the, right? know, somebody's remains in there and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. The question is, is that with this whole, like the rumor is, is that Nikki, this will be Nikki Bella's final match. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Supposedly like she has, she had neck, surgery not too long ago um oh uh, okay yeah and it hasn't he, it, like she was cleared to wrestle but it's it, like it's still bothering her and so they're saying it's not going to really like there's not going to be any anything they can do to further help her out so it's mm-hmm. it's either wrestle and risk another major injury where she you know can't use her neck anymore or quit so i think she's doing it one more time and be able to to uh, wrestle with John as as her yeah. way, and then just go on and star in the show. Um, what is it? Total Divas and everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of a shock that AJ Styles beat Luke Harper. I thought it would be simple enough, but yeah, I, I yeah, I was a little surprised by that too because I thought obviously having Luke Harper might put another, um, you know, pretty cool kind of element to it but yeah. i mean yeah you know it was like i said I, th- I think it's still been on kind of a little bit of a lull lately with raw and smackdown i mean it's been better but it's just they're kind of they're okay no i like i definitely like smackdown i think the women's division is weak but this at least the storylines are are getting better than what right. we have with Raw. The problem with Raw is is that their superstars are not f- wrestling every week. Um, sure, right. You know, like Goldberg doesn't wrestle except for pay-per-views. Brock doesn't wrestle except for pay-per-views. Seth Rollins is injured, um, and Finn Balor's injured. So you're you're basically down to Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens doesn't wrestle every week now. And so that puts a damper on what you're watching and stuff, and your your quality of you know, of entertainment, it goes down immensely. It's kind of like, you know, when you, these guys go, like, when people buy tickets to 
to watch like you know the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin right, Love don't yeah. play. You know you're you're disappointed. You know you paid sure. all this money and you want to see LeBron James and then he sits out because of rest. It's like why the hell did I pay all this money for? You know right absolutely. Uh, it's 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 just I think it's just an injury problem. Once they get healthy and some of these younger guys come in and have themselves established, which they're trying, you know. Like, American sure. Alpha is starting to grow on me. You know, the, the that yeah. tag team duo. The Uso brothers are weird, though. Like, ever since they flipped and did, a like, a like a street thug you yeah, know, persona. They're, they're to, yeah, it's weird. I can't really figure out what they're trying to do with that. Right. So, But I don't think it's the right thing right now. Right. But here's the good, the good thing about the WWE right now. So, um, uh, I don't know if you have the SmackDown uh membership yet but if you sign up for smackdown you get a free month free or a month free and so right. if you do it now on sunday you'll be able to get uh this pay-per-view um fast lane for free yeah and then you'll be able to watch wrestlemania too as well oh, for wow. free. so that's pretty interesting i'll have to tell hunter that too because i know he was contemplating yeah so if he gets it this sunday as long as he does it on sunday he'll be able to get uh, fast lane and WrestleMania for free, so two pay per views for free in one month. Oh, wow, that's and that's awesome! All the extra stuff added into it, so that's really cool. So, all right, um, last thing I uh, um, is uh, what are your expectations for Logan this weekend? Oh man, <clears throat> I am I am really excited for Logan. Um, from, from what I've like seen or read, I've seen that there's been like mixed signals, you know, um, mixed signals, mixed reviews. Um, <laughs> Logan's giving but, you those mixed signals, mixed huh? signals, <laughs> you know? Um, but for me, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, if it's, you know, fairly reflective of the comics, like that, that's what I enjoy. You know, I know not a lot of people like batman versus superman whatever right like, i actually i liked it i, I like did. the ultimate and edition I, though yeah the, absolutely yeah. absolutely um and i think that it you know yeah like yeah it obviously had its issues but i like it for what it is you know because i i like the comics that it's influenced from and i i feel the same way about logan like i love wolverine in the first place i love hugh jackman i want to see him finish you know this strong I'm really excited to see the girl who's playing X-23. I think that looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm excited for it. I don't know how the average fan will take it. I don't think they'll understand it as much, right. you know, because I, I, it's, it's a very different Wolverine, um, you know, and it's not like some of the other ones like uh, – you know, in X-Men Origins or any of that. But um, so I don't think it's as much as of a popcorn flick either. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting. I think it'll be good. All right. So Deadpool made $363, it's, uh, $363 million. Mm-hmm. Does it be Deadpool? Mm. 
I'm going to go with no. Why, why do you say that? My reasoning for that is that <clears throat> I don't think Deadpool had um, the same expectations that Logan does. Okay. Um, you know, there's already been the not only X-Men movies, but other Wolverine movies. We know this is the last. People want to see him in the suit at least once. They want to see these things. And it's kind of like we've talked about before. If, if it doesn't, if there's expectations on it, it's much easier to scrutinize, right? I mean, right. look at what we do with Arrow and everything else, right? Because they set the bar high, so if it doesn't consistently meet that bar, it's a disappointment. With Deadpool, it didn't really have that. I mean, I, I think people who follow the comics and follow the character were obviously really excited and wanted to see this. And obviously it was um, extremely reflective of it. But I think even for people who didn't know who Deadpool was like, Mm -hmm. they were like, this is different. This is hilarious. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's comical, but at the same time, action packed where, you know, I I think Logan's going to fit a very kind of strict, (coughs) straightforward format to it, which, I don't know if people outside of, you know, us fanboys and fangirls will really appreciate it as much. Right. I think, see, so Deadpool is the second highest uh, R-rated movie grossing. The Passion of Christ comes in first at $370 million. Mm-hmm. See, I, I'm with you. I don't see it breaking the Deadpool's mark. I think Deadpool was fresh, like you said. It also had um, Valentine's Weekend to, to help itself right. out. So, you know, because it was that, as even though it's Deadpool, it still was a love story. So, like, that was that was a good thing that helped it start on such a strong note, you know, um, when it came out. Um, Ryan Reynolds is more, um, more in line with the younger audience, you know, uh, to go yeah. seeing you know seeing a film um i think let's see so there was no well you had the only one appearance of ryan reynolds as deadpool which was the worst appearance ever of deadpool <laughs> um prior to that some of the best marketing was ever that has ever been done for a movie was done for deadpool mm-hmm. um so with this one i think this is i think when when logan was created and this movie was created in giving it the rated R, I don't think they were going for the record, and I don't even think they were going no, for wow. Deadpool. So mm-hmm. I could see it, you know, maybe in that 200 $250 million range. So it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely going to be a success movie. Um, yeah. Probably, let's see, let me think. Um, what was the biggest, I'm going to probably, what, um, Days of Future Past was probably the, yeah. the uh, best the... X-Men yeah, uh huh. I would say. Let me see here, real quick. Are you um? Well, actually, well, I I would think probably because of recent times, but I know X two did really well. Oh no! Uh, get this, right? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, no. Hold on, going down the list. All right, so for PG thirteen films, which all the X Men were. This is off of Box Office Mojo. Um, X-Men The Last Stand holds the record 
beating Days of Future Past out by basically a million dollars. That's crazy. I, you know what? That's funny because when I was thinking about that, I did remember hearing that Last Stand made Bang. a good deal of money. Wow, that's amazing. X2, only $214 million. So at Last Stand beat it by a solid $20 million and beat Days wow. of Future Past by $1 million. That's crazy. So, I could see. Also, one I of could the definitely most ridiculed. see. Yes, yes, most criticized of them all. Um, but I could definitely see Logan beating that number. Um, it's it's going against a soft group of competition. The only major movie that's out there right now that's getting yeah, that's any true. type of critical acclaim is Get Out. Um, and mm-hmm. that I mean that's in more in the horror genre. So, right. You know, the only thing that could hurt it is the R rating, but I, you know, from parents taking their kids to go see it, but I don't know. And it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have any major competition for a couple weeks either, right? Uh, I don't think so. Or... I think basically it's the next big one is uh, Power Rangers in two weeks. So they're going to have okay. at least this weekend and next weekend. Um, and so, uh, cause that's the one I'm, that's the, my dark horse right there. I think his Power Rangers going to yeah. just crush the competition and come out of nowhere. And they're going to want to do like five Power Ranger movies back to back to back. You know, oh, yeah. let's compete with Star Wars and type two. Right, right, right. Because <clears throat> those trailers for the Power Rangers, I mean, they've got me excited. And dude, yeah, it's been a awesome. long time since I've gotten excited about a Power Rangers. I never got excited about the, well, scratch that, the first one I did because I was still young. Um, yeah, I was still like in middle school, I think. And first movie came out, so oh, with Ivan Ooze. Ivan Ooze didn't say it was a great movie, but I'm just <laughs> saying I got excited about right. the movie. Um, that was the big comparison to Apocalypse, remember? <laughs> right. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ivan Ooze returns in X Men Apocalypse. Right. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I mean, the only major competition I see going on right now for it is. It will be Power Rangers in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I could see it in the next, you know. So I could see a good solid, probably 50 to 75 million, somewhere in that range. I know that's a big range uh, this weekend. And then do something similar again because, you know, the reviews have been really well. And, you know, right. Ed, Ed saw it from the site and he, he loved it. Um, you know, he said it, the X2 was still the best in his mind out of all the X-Men genre movies, but he definitely enjoyed this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think just word of mouth is going to help this movie out. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't see it. I really don't see it taking over um, Deadpool. I don't think it no. has that, that, that much stamina. And then when, the same, yeah. and when Power Rangers does, like when it does come out, that's going to be, yeah. Uh, every kid will want to go see that one. Yeah, and you know that's not only a big action movie, but you know popcorn flick as well. And then you do get have because I mean Power Rangers. It, are Power Rangers still on? I think they are. Yeah, or, oh yeah, they're going strong. They're uh, uh, the what is it like their twenty sixth season? Yeah, something like that. So I mean, look at all these different. You know, you have all these people who would would go see it. You know? Oh, without a doubt. There's, there's at least, uh, what were they saying? Um, people that are aged th- so from ages like say seven, five or seven, mm-hmm. you know, who watched the newer version of Power Rangers all the right. way to thirty-five years old, 
that sure. have yep. been impacted by the Power Rangers genre. You know, that's crazy and stuff. So can you imagine? Like, so p- people who are 30, you know, 33, 35 have kids. You know that are going to take their in. You know, even if they don't, they're still going to go see this. You know, uh, right? Just, just this. You know, bring back nostalgia and stuff like that. Um, especially if they go with the, like the Green Ranger storyline, like they oh you know, gosh, kind yeah. of teased it about and stuff. So it's it'll be definitely interesting. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, Logan to me is going to do well, not the best, um, but when Power Rangers comes out, that's going to be it. I think that's going to everybody's going to want to do that again. And then what's going to happen is is that all that. 80s and 90s recreation stuff is that somebody's going to try to find some show like that and oh yeah you know, redo it and try to make bank off of it oh like vr troopers do you remember that dude i saw that what was it on uh comic-con hq their their app they have that on there uh-huh. I think no that, way yeah they they do i think netflix has it on there um i'm still holding out like you like you want and you and i both want is a legend of zelda movie that would be the hey, best on. one. Now's the time, man. I mean, with all the technology you have, with you know, hit movies like Look, Lord of the Rings, exactly. The Hobbit, Lord all of, the of that. I mean, it's right dollars. in that. It's right in that category. If Lord of the Rings can make a yeah. billion dollars, if Avatar can make a billion dollars, Legend of Zelda can make two billion. Right. That would be. Right. That would be the yep. key. I mean, think about it. All the 80s and 90s comic books are, you know, out and about and stuff. Everybody's just trying to stay in that genre area. Yeah. The Nintendo Classic is still sold out. See? Yeah, that's, that's the craziest thing. I cannot believe the Nintendo Classic. I thought for sure by now, like, they would be stocking the shelves with it, and you still can't find one. I know. And um, I thought because they'd be coming out since the Nintendo <coughs> Switch is coming out that it might change up but no not not so much no not at all <laughs> have you tried the nintendo switch at all i have not i've um seen some reviews on it and watched just some some of the gameplay footage which looks pretty awesome but um the uh the new zelda game for it i was actually watching some gameplay it's getting amazing reviews so far the the lowest review i've seen for it is a nine out of ten yeah i mean i got to test it out um at the store real quick they had a, mm-hmm. a, a demo out there and was, of course there was like 10 kids wanting to to play it and stuff and, and I got you to, knocked them all yeah, out yeah basically i mean that's mm-hmm. what i do is just get out of my right. kids and stuff <laughs> and so i tried it out and they it, it it has this like did you ever play the um uh like the sega version of the game boy it was called the game gear the game gear the, yeah. yeah it was mm-hmm. the big block you know, yep. to, and if it was really heavy and stuff, like that's what oh, it yeah. felt like when you put the huh. the the switch together with the with the console or the the LCD screen that it has and stuff. Yeah. like that. it felt like I was playing an old school Game Gear. Um, just the screen's bigger and you know it's a little right. bit in, a little bit wider and stuff. And then they like they the guy showed me how you take off the controllers and you can switch it into two player mode and stuff. And I was like, that's crazy. So ultimately, a kid can carry it around with him play games and then oh you want to play with me and just change it like that that's crazy the one there was one controller that felt a little weird like the whole directional pad and stuff but um you just like i I, probably two days playing with it i would feel comfortable with it well i mean it's probably like when you know i switched from my 
Sega Genesis to my Nintendo 64 and like the 64 wrap my was mi- the toughest one. Could that, not wrap my mind around that controller for a little bit. <laughs> oh my, that was the toughest one to adjust and like I could not I was that guy that like didn't put my the my left hand under where the trigger finger and the joystick oh, was. Yeah. I was the kid that was like when I first got it trying to hold it from the left side all the way and trying <laughs> to reach over. And it was my cousins that had it show me like look you're doing it the wrong way. Dumbass. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And stuff, but it took it took me forever to f- figure that out. So, all right, well, that's I mean, we could go on all night talking about Sega Genesis and Nintendo sixty fours, and <laughs> absolutely, all that. that's another podcast. So, um, that's it for us, guys. Uh, make sure you check out our other podcasts and other great things going off on lrmonline.com. Make sure you. Um, you let us know what you guys think on our on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Please give us a reviews. Let us know what you think. If we're talking a little bit too much on something, we want this podcast to be about you guys as well. And so, uh, please do let us know. Please do give us a review and tell us if we're you know we're really good or we're really crappy. You know, we'll take it either way. We're we're thick skinned You know, um, so more than welcome to take some criticism and said tell us what you guys want to hear about the most. So. Um, that's it from Mark and I, and, uh, we'll come back and hit you guys up next week, hopefully with some better news than what we had to talk about with the somber of, of Green Arrow and the, basically how it was, I felt like I was going to a funeral. Um, but it had to be done guys. I could, I couldn't sit there and defend the, the honor of Arrow anymore after that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not jumping ship just yet, but I'm there. So I'm close to it. And then we should have some uh, recaps of Fastlane, and um, maybe we'll talk about some Logan stuff, but maybe a little bit more Power Rangers, because I'm psyched about that movie. So uh, that's it for Mark and I. We'll see you guys next time.